Hi, and welcome to Revolutionary Radio. We are a youth-driven program to equip students and adults with information necessary to form and exercise intelligent opinions. My name is Evan Hayes. Across the table from me is the fantastic Sam Swayze, who if you can see me, you're watching the live stream on his account. If you can see him, you're watching it on mine, and uh, hopefully we can get that cleared up soon. Uh, Sam? Hopefully the angle, can you see what's on Evan's shirt? It's us. It's, it's us. <laughs> Tis we. We did something right to where we ended up on a shirt. We're not sure what yet, but the verdict's still out, so we'll, we'll let you know. Indeed. All right, so, uh, Evan, just what are we going to be talking about today? So today, we're going to be talking about the Women's March on Washington. Not necessarily what, what, the, what the march was over, but what student participation in the march means. Um, we're going to be talking about... Henry Clay High School's changes to their site-based decision-making council. Ooh, exciting. Indeed. And we're going to be talking about <clears throat> the role of athletics in high school, if we can, you know, get, get the time right. So, <sighs> without further ado, uh, Sam, if you'd like to give them our information. I would be happy to. All right, so the day after Donald Trump's inauguration as the 45th President of the United States, a massive protest descended upon Washington, D.C., and all across the globe, as we all know. Uh, there were hundreds Gee, I wonder why. of thousands of demonstrators, most of which were women, but there were also men, children, and of particular interest to us. Can you guess it? It starts with an S and ends with an S. Students. It starts with an S and ends with a tudens. <laughs> what could it possibly be? The <laughs> um, mission statement of the Women's March reads, in the spirit of democracy and honoring the champions of human rights, dignity and justice, and those who have come before us. Hold on. And those who have come before us, we join in diversity to show our presence in numbers too great to ignore. The Women's March on Washington will send a bold message to our new government on their first day in office and to the world that women's rights are human rights. Well, I'd, I'd say it sent a bold message. I mean... It's, it's, it's already happened, if, you, if you're confused. <laughs> I, oh. I think you just made them confused. <laughs> Catfish is harding this thing completely. It's fantastic. Uh, but It must yeah, be. We can see it. It's great. Uh, but yes, it's crazy. Sinister. So most, most important to us, a lot of students got involved with the march. And the reason we find that interesting is because, as we talk about a lot, the, the, the amount of agency that students have in politics as a whole, both on the local, state, and federal level, is, is relatively slim. So when protests like this happen, if students become involved, it's, it's big news. Um, what, what, what information have we got, Sam? What have we got? Well, we, we, we learned a little bit about why people participated in the march. Um, we actually had a few, few of our correspondents out in the field uh, Evan, can you tell us a little bit about what they said, why they cared, or why they were there? So I mean, parking is hard enough. <laughs> parking when was... women swim in the streets is even harder. Yes. Yeah, <clears throat> so we had the pleasure first of interviewing Perry Allen, who goes. He's a sophomore at West Jessman High School. <gasps> Barry. <laughs> Barry. Uh, but he was able to actually go to Washington D.C. and be at the, the 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 protest at the Capitol, which is the one that all the of the other Kahuna? ones. <laughs> the big kahuna indeed. The big cheese. Um, and he, he was kind enough to answer a few <clears throat> questions. So the first one we asked was, why? What, why? Why did Perry participate in the Women's March? I mean, if you couldn't have guessed, Perry is in fact a, a man. And so what, what, what agency does he have at 
the, the titular woman's march. And the way he answered was, I think, very elucidating as to why students joined protests like this. It's, it's the fact, he said, and quote, I guess it was that there's a massive historic thing happening, in large part a reaction to this historically, uh, he says historically awful uh, election. Oh dear, the, li the live video has ended. Oh no, mine hasn't. But in any case, oh dear, I can see myself on yours. <laughs> ah! I'm, I'm going back. This, is, this has gotten all too meta. But in any case, he says <clears throat> that it's in response to the election which he deems uh, unfit, and he says that he was missing it would be something that was unimaginable to him. He couldn't fathom saying here, while hundreds of thousands of people, students in particular, were coming together in a spectacular display <laughs> of defiance and unity and democracy. He said that, I knew that my singular <clears throat> presence wasn't going to make a big difference, but if everyone thought that that way, then nothing would have happened. And there's so much more at stake with the current state of the country and the world. Now, I think that that's a very adequate response. And don't look at it. It might break. <laughs> it, the, the stand keeps falling over, and so the, the stand is actually holding my phone, <clears throat> which is streaming Sam. But it's as, one giant domino but, pile. But the problem is that when it falls, the phone that's leaning on the stand that's holding the other phone falls. So we, in, in short, we're just going to need two stands. If you're watching this right now and you have any interest in engineering... <laughs> please, we please design need us something that works better than this thing because it is not it's it's not doing its job it's called a stand and it's not standing well, which i think is i feel false advertised to i mean i think we ought to make this a contest if, if you can submit us a design for us a, a stand that will hold both of our phones and have both cameras on simultaneously we'll or we'll order you a four cheese platter a four cheese you know what? I would not one species of cheese, not two. I don't know about you, not Sam. Three, but, but four but cheeses. I'm gonna go home and immediately start designing a stand because I want that platter. I trust your taste in cheese, <clears> and I think that, you know, given the circumstance, we need a we need a stand, and I want some cheese. Well, I'll tell you what. The the only catch is I get the pepper jack, so it's actually a three cheese platter. I mean, considered a tax. So, so I think that's fair. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> some of um. Another question that was asked was, what, what are the major takeaways from the march? And, and one of the things that, um, you know, again, Perry responded with was that the biggest thing was that how people can be mobilized when they feel their values and existence are threatened and how that can be transformed into action against those forces. You know, I'd say that's something we, we pretty heartily agree with, wouldn't you? I'd say so. Get out there and, and get, get screaming about something. <laughs> if you're not yelling, then you probably haven't been paying attention to the news. If you don't have enemies, then you're probably not. Well, who is that, Winston Churchill? I think there's something like that. The great quotist himself. That was, you know what, that it was Winston Churchill, because you told us after that day that Frank Luntz personally attacked you like five times. Oh my. That was, <laughs> that was a dirty he day. attacked me for my tie, my vest. It was terrible. I should have said something about his silly bowling shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, if you're watching, you couldn't. It, was, it was a great time. So I'm sorry, Frank Luntz, if you if you see this, we had a, a phenomenal. You just uh, got crow's feet. That's all. Um, so <clears throat> we asked him. We asked Perry, not Frank Luntz. We asked Perry. That make it what, a lot more interesting. <laughs> what some of the highlights were for him at the march personally, and he said 
the, the main thing that he thought was the most fun was walking by the Trump International Hotel and everyone was chanting and, you know, a lot of people were yelling expletives, he said. And he said that there was a little kid standing next to the hotel and he opened the curtains at his room's window and everyone started waving instead, instead of, you know, shouting nasty words. And apparently people were flipping the, <laughs> flipping the bird at, at the Trump International Hotel. But it's good to see that, you know... the. These were, in fact, peaceful protests. Maybe I, if we say the entire script of the English Maiden backwards, we'll be able to suck the Trump Tower back <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> you know, Sam... Sorry, it just, just kind of came to me. I had to, <laughs> well, that's the thing. I had to let it go. What, what I like about that <clears throat> suggestion and what I like about what Perry has said is the fact that it's a peaceful protest. So, Except you know, during the inauguration, we saw a lot of people... You know, burning stuff. There throwing were th tomatoes. Throwing things. More than just tomatoes. The, the police received citrus and more from protesters. And that's <laughs> All not, the produce. That's not good, you know. Keep the vitamin C to yourself and make sure that when you're protesting out there for, for the sake of the student revolution, make sure that it's in a dignified and peaceful manner. We, we don't want to have anyone firebombing out there. Not, not anymore, at least. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... I, I guess his, and, and that's something that we can talk about as well. The students that were involved in these protests, have I've spoken to many of them, and I got the pleasure of interviewing them <clears throat> at the Women's March what in Lexington, like? and all of them reflected the similar sentiment that they were incredibly glad that sort of a peaceful protest was amalgamating in, in the midst of all of this nastiness and what's really just partisan division. And... It seems like Shame. it would be a very, very violent protest given the rhetoric that led up to it, but it, it's good to see that students are taking the side of peaceful action, which I think is something that needs to be driven home in the, in the coming days, considering how nasty politics can be. Right. That's exactly right. And, and <clears throat> if, if you want to take the next, the next question, Sam. I don't know if I should. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't feel at liberty to do that. I'll ask you the question, and then you answer it, and then I'll answer we'll it. Read it. We'll read it. We'll both answer, and then we'll read, we'll read Perry's statement. Then we'll chant it. <laughs> we'll chant it. Um, yes, Sam, would you, would you like to pose the question? <laughs> I will. Do you think that it is particularly important for young people and students to get involved in these types of demonstrations? Well, obviously not. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're only students. We don't know anything. Uh, but yes, that, that sort of echoes the sentiment of the last question, where they said, we were asked, were there a lot of students at the march? Were there a lot of people? Um, how many people do, were there? And of those people, what do you think the proportion was that were students? And I'd say that it was almost... A sample proportion. <laughs> oh, God, don't get me started on statistics. But the... <clears throat> there were a lot of students there, and it, it, it was shocking to me because I didn't really expect the general consensus, at least at my school, is one of, I'd say, a lot of apathy. And so to see how many students were there, I mean, I don't have the proportions, and I, I, I could probably do you a, could estimate I could probably do a, a confidence interval as to how many students were there if you guys really wanted it. That said, <clears throat> I think that it's, it's safe to say that a lot of students were there and that we're very glad that that was the case. Um, Sam, what do you think? Is it important that students go to things like this? Because, I mean, I know, I, know I, I feel as though I've been very clear on this position. 
You know, I, I do think it's very important that students attend these demonstrations and they're very active, though on the contingency that they do other things to supplement the movement. It's not enough just to go out there and chant. Uh, we, we need to be, to be writing but about things. But chants are so nice. <laughs> I know, I, I am a personal fan of chants, but, you know, there, there's other things that need to be done to, uh, to fight for a certain cause. You need to be volunteering or you need to be, um, you know, starting other movements in other places. That, um, so, yes, it is great to be out there demonstrating. <laughs> Get out there and, and, and make some witty signs. Because let me tell you what, the <laughs> highlight of this march and the highlight of the past couple of protests I have so many Trump's inauguration the have, been, ha, have been the best. That's um, that's one thing we can say. If if we should Trump, have another contest. If the Trump administration has done one thing, it's created the uh, it's 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 created the need for incredibly witty signs. You know what? So, <laughs> Henry's commenting on this, and I'm going to say, Henry, stop commenting on this and use your pun and your wit to make good signs. <laughs> uh, my my live video is ended. Oh, your live video is ended. Well, we we better happen? we'd better repair that. When that happens, what did you do? Did you restart I, it? I just restarted. Do you think it. there's like a time limit? Hey, is there a time limit? There there might be. We'll we'll, we'll have to troubleshoot as as the issues come. Uh, now it's checking connection. Mm. So I hate it when it does that. Mo moving on to the discussion questions and my favorite part of the 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 show. Because I get to hear Sam's wonderful, wonderful opinions on all of these, and these then I get to deflect both both user based, both user generated, or not really user generated, both viewer generated, and uh, written by yeah, what's our, that fellow from Taste Freak that submitted last week? I mean, didn't didn't he say? Oh, he was anonymous. anonymous. That's right. Yeah, I <laughs> I was getting ready to say it, but I I had I caught myself, which is a first. <laughs> it's definitely a first. Could you do your own trust fall? <laughs> I wouldn't trust me for, for much at all. Um, <clears throat> Sam, what, what, what do you think the role of students in national politics <clears throat> is? And not national politics with the addendum that that's not just federal politics. It's not limited to the national scope because, you know, obviously the national politics is really just a reflection of various pluralistic state policies. So what do you think a student's role... It's an unbiased role... estimator of the true parameter. <laughs> you know, Mr. Hackey would be proud. <laughs> what can I say? Um, what, what role do I think students should play in national politics? Yes. All the roles. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's almost a historic precedent. Well, I, I think that what the first step is, is for you to get involved with your local council people. Right, all the council peoples, and and really you get. To, I mean, go door to door, work with them on their campaigns. I believe we call it uh, what was it? Um, uh, canvassing. Do do a little bit of canvassing. Do a little bit of networking. Mm -hmm. Figure some things out. <laughs> At the why they call it friendship actually, management. Actually, actually no. Sc scrap that. Before you do any of that, what you need to do is sit down and figure out why you care about politics. Question yourself. Figure out well. My name is Sam Swayze. Well, why do I care about politics? Or why, Evan, why do you care about politics? And, and once you can get to the heart of that, then you'll know which direction to take it. And that's when you can have the biggest impact. Indeed. When you know what you've got to do, because that's what you feel passionate about. All these protests are just violations of people's values. But if you don't know your values, then you have no business protesting. That's absolutely true. And I, I think that that's, <clears throat> you know, continuing with that, I think it's almost a historic precedent that students have led demonstrations like this. I mean, looking at all of the major 
movements in American politics, all of the major grassroots movements, we can see a major focus on university campuses around high schools and, and, and places where there's a high quantity of young people. Ah! <laughs> my, oh my. You know, is, is the live video ended? Nope. Oh my. I'll, f I'll, I'll fix myself. My phone's so hot. Dear oh dear. Well, it's, it's just hot in this room. We need a temperature gauge for the... We need a temperature gauge for the... For, ah! for the live stream. If we could get one of those Snapchat overlays that shows that it's about a zillion degrees in here, then oh, maybe, yes, that's what may, we maybe we could... Maybe we could prove to people that we don't look this red in the face always. Oh, dear. Only when we're particularly angry. <laughs> Which I'd say for me as always, but for... for yeah, for, I, the, I, for the purposes of this radio show, I'd say about 50% of the redness of my face is from the heat, and the other 50% is the fact that education policy in this nation is being pushed to the side in, you know, in, Evan, in the most <clears throat> distressing way. You know, I think if I weren't careful, I would get stuck in a continual loop of making stats jokes, and I would never get out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm already in that loop. Um... Moving on to the next major discussion question that was submitted. How important is youth voice? So we, we ask how important the role students can play is, but how important is what they have to say? And I think that that's, I mean, I think that that's the most important issue that can be brought to the table. I mean, yes, everyone's opinion on the issues matters, but the people who will be feeling the repercussions of these issues in 10, 20 years are going to be the students. I mean, you can ask anyone about tax policy, but if, if, if it's going to affect the economy in 5 or 10 years, then it sh you should ask the people who are going to be needing to look for jobs in 5 or 10 years. Students, people who are going to be entering the working world. And I think that that's why student voices of tantamount importance because even though we are the future we have opinions now and as as hegel and all of the the good old dialectic philosophers would say history is not isolated everything's in a continuum and what we do now definitely affects what we will be doing in future times sam what's your take my take is that i'm not sure how you pulled a sensible quote from hegel <laughs> I'm not worst. sure how you managed to make something so efficient, cut and dry. Like, well, wow. it's, it's called paraphrasing. Wow, that, if, well, if I, I know, wanted to like, quote, if I wanted to quote Hegel, then I'd need to read an entire book to make sure that it made sense. <laughs> the books you would read on. <laughs> anyway, um, revolutionary voice... radio just divulges into live audiobooks. <laughs> Do you want us to tell you a story? <laughs> Well, well, we I think we are telling a story. We're telling a very important story that that students out there we're not telling are a story. Being... Story implies that we're telling spinning fiction. That's not what we're doing. We're yeah, no, we'll leave we're we'll spinning leave, truth. We'll leave the fiction to the politicians. <laughs> Good one. Uh, but yes, I I, I, I give digress. you a high five. My, my <laughs> I doesn't go across that far. I digress from my cynical nature. <laughs> what what do you think, Sam? I think that cynicism is necessary. Um, how important is youth voice when discussing critical issues? Well, <clears throat> I mean, as we've, as, as we've mentioned before on the show, you know, so many times I've lost count, you know, why, why would we not include students? They're the biggest stakeholders. Um, 
you know, why why neglect them from the table? Um, and but yet so often we do, and we continue to do so, and just about every situation. Oh, oh, what did we hear last night about the um, the young man from Dunbar, or not Dunbar, Henry Clay, who had his uh, uh, who who followed procedure. He he's he was at an SBDM meeting. Well, no, it wasn't the SBDM meeting. It was no, you, it was the. Are S- you referring to Reagan? Or no. no, I'm not talking about. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter who it was, but uh, just talking about like general protocol at SBDMs with with students present, how there it, it's almost in, it's encouraged for them not to speak up, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of thing that we need to end. And that's the sort of thing that's you know is stopping these critical issues from being. And that's solved. the sort of thing that peaceful protests can end. Yeah. I think yeah. Well, sit in on your SBDM. Yes, yeah, sit in and for pick it for for God's sakes. I mean, hey, can we all can we all go, we should all meet up there sometime. I mean, I think that and have signs, things, things, markers, things like the women's march should illustrate that peaceful protests don't need to be reserved for large issues. I mean, when you look at the main binding issue of the women's march, you can't find it because it's not one issue that brought all these people together. It's a collection of small institutional or societal biases that have brought all of these people into one place to make very clever signs and to yell and to talk and to encourage discussion. And I think that that's something that doesn't happen enough. I mean, if it were up to me, I'd have a group of 40 kids picketing every single SBDM meeting that does not have a student advisory member at least. Let's do it. And I think that that's something that needs Let's to do be it. hammered home. It's, it's, it's... I'll hammer it. <laughs> hammer away. <laughs> Grab your mallets, friends. Paul. <laughs> I... Okay. Uh, with that, we're actually going to cut for a PSA break. Um, for, for those of you streaming in via live stream, this is where we uh, have wonderful commercials about seatbelts, why you should wear them, and why you will get ticketed if you do not wear them. That's uh, my synopsis. Of course, you're more than welcome to listen to the show on iTunes and get the full thing. Um, so bear with us. We will be back in a moment. All right. Goodbye. All right, we're back, and we're going to be discussing the recent upheaval at Henry Clay's site-based decision-making council. Sam, would you like to give some, uh, some pretext as to what's going on over at my, my school? Zach Sibby, SPDM, school-based decision-making, site-based decision-making council, fiasco. It, <laughs> a fiasco it was. But at, uh, Earlier actually, last week... It went, it went very smoothly in, in the proceedings that I was able to make it to. It went very, very smoothly indeed. But there were... Quite a few delays. Three, Qu- quite, two, quite a few. One. Well, ah! I'm, I'm back on. Okay, well, I wasn't, so. <laughs> hey, this, is, this isn't a competition, Sam. This is do a competition. Uh, so, c- continuing. So, for those of you who don't know, Zach Sippy was just made the official student advisory member on the Henry Clay Site-Based Decision-Making Council. What that means is that for the first time, Henry Clay has a student that routinely goes to every site-based decision-making council meeting and advocates for the interest of students, which is it's, it's a major step that we've taken over at Henry Clay, and it's, it's something well, that I'm is... Well, pr- I'm proud of your school, Evan. I'm proud of my I'm school. I'm very proud of your I'm school. Very, I'm incredibly proud if of my school. If we could have I, your I'm, school on the show, I would pat it on the back. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could have Mr. Little on the school, or on the, sh- on the school. On the show, I don't know if he would fit into this room because he's huh. seven huh. feet tall, despite his Mr. name. Mr. Little, 
But uh, I, I, I think we owe a great deal of the, the generosity of, of the SBDM to administrators like Mr. Little because he was very, 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 uh, I won't say conciliatory, but he was very open to our ideas as to what a student advisory member would look like. And he was very, very clear that if we were to change the bylaws, he would work with us and make sure that we can get a position that is, it, it works. One that's not overly weak, but one that would not put too much strain on the rest of the SBDM. And though personally, I'll always be advocating for a voting member, I think that what we've done is a step in the, in the right direction. So, Zach was quoted in the Herald Leader saying that... Let me say it, let me say it, let me say it. Take it. Take it away, Sam. All right. The biggest, most important stakeholders in the educational system, students who spend 35 hours a week in the classroom were left without a seat at the table. Students ought to be co-creators and partners in their education, and this is a great first step. Now, if that does not inspire and illuminate hope, then you've got some serious issues. You probably don't even like babies. <laughs> <laughs> or puppies, or, you know, or or really anything nice for that matter. I mean, yeah. Do you, I, even, do you even watch the sunrise? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's very important <clears throat> taking that quote and putting it in context. This is coming from a student who's who, who's two years younger or a year younger than us, and he's making a pretty big splash. Not not to mention that, but the the election process that was created to to. Uh, elect this position was both created and implemented. So not only do we have Zach as our SBDM representative now, but we also elected uh, Reagan Smith, another Henry Clay student, to be the representative for the 2017-2018 school year. And in that election alone, over 1,400 ballots were cast. So I, I, I feel like I need to personally apologize to Ms. Cabell's leadership classes who counted up all of the votes by hand. <laughs> um, they count them by ones, too, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, oh, God. It went dead. Don't knock it. We're going back on. I don't know why it keeps cutting no, 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 no. off. I think, I think Instagram is the time limit. It would seem so. It must be. All right, another Henry Clay student, Ann Bogust, said... Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Uh, you know, go take it away, Sam. You you handle the quotes very well. I was expecting better, a fight. Better than, better <clears throat> seeing, than I do. Seeing that there is none, I'm a little bit. Well, little, I mean, the I'm thing is sad now. The, the, <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is that the the fact of the matter is I took the stand from you twice before this, and also, uh, I, the stand doesn't seem to be working for you now. So, I I feel immense pity on on a man who who has a stand that will not stand. It's, it's You're right. I'm sitting. <laughs> You're right. Uh, all right. Students proposed the bylaw amendments and advocated for them. Students organized the election. Students ran for the position. And students are now going to serve on the decision-making council. None of this would have been accomplished without the support of adult allies, but this is a testament to what students and adults can achieve together. That's absolutely true. I mean... And notice the word that was repeated over and 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 over again. Students. Well, yeah, that's that's what this movement is. Students need to have a choice in what goes on where they go to school. Because for too long, it's been a dictatorial state. I mean, speaking to Zach and Henry about 
the issues that they encountered up at Iroquois High School in Louisville. I mean, students there have the, the, the sheer tension that exists between students and teachers and administrators is unfathomable. And that exists because, and I think, because there's, there's no communication. How are students supposed to abide by rules that they didn't help make? How are students supposed to, you know, participate in a community in which they have no real agency? It's, it doesn't make sense to expect students to be receptive to an education system that just ignores their needs. I mean, it, it has a set of needs that are, are given in common core and in the content that are taught, or that is taught, but it, it, it ignores the needs that students can bring to the table. And, and something like this, an advisory member on one of the largest schools, it, or in, on one of the site-based decision-making councils on one of the largest schools in the state, is astounding, I think. It's, it's a, a definite step in the direction of active student participation in not only school government, but in government in general. And I think that it's, it is, if it will do nothing else, it will increase the diversity of ideas, which is something that is, I don't think, ever bad. Never. Never bad. Yeah, so what we're going to do now is we're going to move on, talk about everybody's favorite sport besides rugby is actually the less violent version of rugby, and more generally, we're going to talk about sports. S-P-O-R-T-S. We like sports, and we don't care who knows. I don't like sports, and I care who knows. I was quoting a Lonely Island song, but I, I like it. I like the honesty. So, <laughs> the things that we the things that we quote in here, the things that we reference in here, are are so obscure that it's a wonder that that we haven't been just completely abandoned yet. You know, like these dudes don't even talk about school; they just talk about a whole bunch of random crap. And you know what? They're probably right. Well, why do you think? I think that it contributes. I mean. The song, Just Two Guys Having a Good Time, or We sure. Like Sports. No, it, those, it, those I'm, not saying it. I'm saying it's not relevant. I'm just saying that people, like, we just, we gotta, we gotta, people gotta be better educated on these, on these, on these cultural things. Like, this is important stuff. Indeed it is. And, like, and, a, can and, you even name, like, a, a, a good director? Probably, probably not. Well, I mean, on that, uh, wait, me? No, not you. <laughs> general audience uh but yes con continuing with that one of the major cultural differences like that uh sam tell us about sports and schools in places outside of the united states because we in the united states seem to think that sports and schools are inseparable but that's not necessarily the case yeah so it's no secret that sports are currently an integral part of the american school system for us american students this seems like a completely normal relationship However, for most of the world, the concept of interscholastic sports is at best a novel idea, and at worst, completely ludicrous. In Europe, there are virtually no high school sports. Rather, students who wish to play sports can participate in community-based teams, similar to club or church teams in the U.S. This system, students still have intramural sports and physical education, keeping the focus on recreation, diet, and exercise, which, in my opinion, are the uh, different spots we should be focusing on, uh, unless about, um, about how it affects your academics. Well, uh, that's... That's something that I think is interesting when, when discussing what sports are, like the, the role of sports in education, the role of, you know, physical education classes, 
Yes, we don't, we, we, we want to teach people to be healthy, but I think that that's sort of ignored. Health all too often just comes off as, you know, getting an hour of activity a day and making sure that you eat some fruit. When really, it's much more than that. I mean, the, the word gymnasium comes from the Greek gymnasium, in which people would go to both play sports and perfect their bodies, but also work academically and listen to philosophical discourse. I think that all too often the idea of sports becomes the idea of just pure athletics and not necessarily uh, anything more, which is a real problem. Um, it's a real bummer. For, for example, the, the actual uh, OECD program for international student assessment, or the PISA report, compared the knowledge of, and skills of 15-year-olds in 70 countries around the world, and the United States was ranked... 30, or, uh, 14th out of uh, 34 OECD. 34th out of 34th. Way to go. <laughs> 14 out of 34th. So, not good, not bad. Uh, but we, we, we ranked 14th in reading and 17th in science. And below yes. average, 25th for mathematics. So, I think that that's something that can definitely be... I think that that could be integrated into physical education. I'm sure many would disagree, but I feel like science and physical education should probably go together. I feel like math and physical education should go together. I mean, it would make sense. For those sense. of us who play tennis, it's a, it's a pretty got, angle-based sport. Gotta, gotta tally up the scores. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't gotta tally up the scores. They don't tally. They're rally-based. That's true. Yeah, that's right. I, dog ooh, dog uh, my sport question. one more time. Uh, Andrew Parker asks... Where does Germany rank in math? We actually don't have the survey with us right now. The, the script. I'm on it. Sam's got it. Um, but basically, on the, on, on the other <clears throat> side of the coin, people want to take away athletics completely and focus com completely on academics in schools. And though we can see that ac academics might be uh, pushed aside for sports in the United States, I don't think that that's necessarily something that should be advocated for, the complete dissolution. They um, rank 17th. Germany ranks 17th in math. I'm, I'm not sure if that's according to the same PISA report, no, but not. I think that that's... Actually, yes, it is. OCED PISA report, uh, 2003. So um, I think it's just out of a different total. It's out of so, 38. 38 instead of, um, what was it, 34? Yes. For, so for these, it's, um, yeah. Number one, in case you were wondering... Um, is China followed by Finland? Finland has one one of the greatest education systems on the planet. Actually, but they're we, not number one. We were able to visit when I was in DC to the embassy, but not and number one. <laughs> they they told us two things: that Finland has good education, and that one. it's night all the time in winter. <laughs> huh. Which Just, yeah, I feel like that'd be cool. I was talking to Rachel, and she she was in Russia one one of those days when it's it's light all day. That'd just be weird. That is very odd. To never have the sunset? <laughs> I couldn't do that. But yes, uh, <clears throat> moving on to, to the, discussions, uh, the discussion questions. If high school sports are completely abolished, what do you think will happen to you know, sports in, at the collegiate level? Do you think that students will be able to, to move to collegiate sports via community-based athletics? I mean... <laughs> That's kind of a goofy idea. Indeed I could see is. these like re recruitment scouts at like like church league soccer games. <laughs> hey, you know, personally, I feel like the the FC team that I play for is they've got plenty of scholarship worthy individuals. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just goofing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's an interesting question because so much of the education system already is 
predicated on the idea that athletics can factor into where you're going to school. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't go to college if it weren't for some sort of college athletics. Yeah. And whether or not that's a good thing, I think that that involves a lot of questions about economics and the job market today. Eek! <laughs> Eek-anomics. Uh, Geekonomics or Freakonomics. Ah, Freakonomics. Many, many, many different puns. Mangoes. <laughs> uh, what, what else have we got, Sam? We're, we're going to have to conclude pretty soon. What's the final question you want to you want to top top there's, this there's so many. off with? Hmm. Uh, hmm. So many... I guess I guess that was a question that I asked you. All right. If high school sports are abolished, what will happen to students who cannot pay the high school fees associated with club sports? As we know, soccer clubs like Lysa can get pretty expensive. Will they, the community sporting associations or leagues, adapt to increase to the increased influx of young athletes? Evan, what will happen to my third grade neighbor who plays soccer? Well, that's that's a good what question. What happened to Joe? <laughs> well, is this Joe Plummer from the McCain campaign? Um... <laughs> I, I'm not sure, Sam. I don't know how to answer that question. What I will say is that in terms of what athletics do for schools, I think that it provides a very good uh, activity that people can use to, to engage themselves in their schools. And when we talk about things like school climate, we always mention that athletics in schools help generate a very positive school climate. If there's a team that the school can root for, then there are teams that the schools can root against, then that it generally helps bring the students together. But the question is, how much of that are we willing to give and how much uh, time for uh, academic pursuits are we willing to sacrifice? I think that we don't necessarily have to sacrifice either, considering how athletics can be co-opted with education in, in, a, in a more liberal arts setting. I mean, the philosophy of team sports is a life skill that I think that I, I will value for the rest of my life. I mean, having been on team sports, having been on sports that are played individually, I can say that learning to work together in a team is one of the most valuable skills that you can have, and athletics certainly helps cement that. What, what are your thoughts, Sam? Sports are important. Sports, sports are definitely important. Um, that's all I got. That's <clears throat> with, with that, I, that's I it. I think we'll... No more. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Make it stop. With that, I think no, we'll, we'll, no. We'll, we'll conclude. Uh, again, I'm Evan Hayes, here today with Sam Swayze from Revolu er, for Revolutionary Radio. I am here. You can find us on Twitter at RadRadio01 to submit any ideas or questions. Or comments. About the show. We love your comments. We, we always... Make them as neutral as possible. Love, love contributions. <laughs> Um, you can email us at revolutionaryradio01 at gmail.com. So that's revolutionaryradio01 at gmail.com if you want to email us questions or suggestions or stories that you've collected. We're always willing to feature writing of different students from across the or state. Or if you've got an ornate silver cheese platter that your grandmother gave to you, we'd love to see that as well. Indeed. Um, you can subscribe to Revolutionary Radio on Google Play or iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Wherever you subscribe, please leave a review. It really does help other people yeah, find Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait just a second. All right, if you're listening to this right now and you're on the live stream and I know who you are because I can see you, I want you to, <laughs> I want you to, uh, I want you to go to iTunes right now. I want you to type in Sam Swayze and Evan Hayes. I want you to find our podcast and I want you to leave a review. All right? That, Do that, that or I'm not talking to you again. Andrew <laughs> Parker, that's you.
<laughs> and Andrew, well, he, he's not on this live stream anymore. Is he on that live stream? Nope. Um, well, and and to be clear, in the future we will have a, a actual revolutionary radio channel devoted <laughs> to doing live streams so we don't have to have two phones falling over every five or six seconds. Um, so thank you for listening, and viva la revolution. <laughs>